What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Haley Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com coming to you from Bud Walton Arena following Arkansas's 99-90 win over LSU in a game that they absolutely had to have. There's no question Arkansas had to have this game. And maybe things are in their own hands right now. Missouri's losing to Ole Miss last I checked, but you know, obviously that would allow them to, to get a 10 seed if they can take care of business the rest of the way. So a game that they had to have. Mason Jones was phenomenal. Got the cleanup crew behind me. This is what this is who cleans up your mess, these children over here. So when you throw down your candy wrapper, these are the people that are picking it up. Just remember that. Mason Jones with 36 points on the night. I mean, it's it's really incredible when you think about every I don't want to go through the whole SEC network spill of how he how he used to be overweight and nobody recruited him, went to junior college, all that stuff, but it really is remarkable. It's a remarkable story when you think about it how far he's come and just being a role player last year and coming off the bench to a guy that scores 30 points eight different times this season. Incredible. And hit 40 a couple of times. So 36 in this one, 219 I believe is right for the made free throws that he has this year. Leads the country, broke Sidney Moncrief's record at Arkansas, which was at 212. I think that number's right. Anyway, just remarkable how he gets to the line, how he finishes hits big shots, and it wasn't all Mason, obviously. You don't do this without Mason, and and really, you gotta give a lot of credit to Eric Musselman, too. I mean, you get down to the nitty-gritty of it here, and everybody's playing for something, and you know, Arkansas's fighting tooth and nail trying to stay in the NCAA tournament discussion, and you know, you bury them, and then you raise them up again. The Undertaker stuff has been very fitting, but I mean, this is, it's an important game. They go to Texas A&M on Saturday, really need to win that one, get a couple of games in the SEC tournament, and I think they're in the NCAA. So it really is remarkable what they did. And when I, I want to bring up Musselman just because, you know, he changes so many things. When things aren't working, he goes back to the drawing board. Maybe we'll try this. We'll try, see if this works. Well, this week they went back to just doing camp drills, training camp stuff. I mean, working on all kinds of different fundamental type things. They spent some time on LSU, which Musselman is really kind of famous in a short time here for really almost over-preparing for the opponent, knowing every single thing, every tendency that a guy does, which we haven't really seen so much. Mike Anderson's philosophy was a little different, worrying about you know what we do kind of thing was what he'd always say. So went back to training camp. It paid off. They won, They led by 23 points at one point and dwindled down to like seven, I think. And that's really what's going to happen, you know, when a team's trying to come back on you and you miss eight free throws in a row. I couldn't believe they missed eight free throws. Arkansas went 36 of 54 on free throws, 66%. That's not a very good percentage. I mean, they could have put up 100, like Melson was saying, they could have put 113 points on them. You know, if they just knocked down their free throws, hit a couple of those key layups and stuff like that. Um, man, here we are 
three and a half minutes into this walk and talk, and I haven't even brought up Jimmy Witt on senior night. We had 26 points and 15 rebounds. What an effort. And, you know, Isaiah Joe only had 11, one of seven. I think they were all three-pointers. But he only had 11 points. But you can't underestimate how much he brings to the table in terms of spreading things out, opening things up for Jimmy Witt. Really, like when Joe was gone, Jimmy Witt wasn't playing very well. Maybe that's because they were able to focus on him more. But I just think Joe spreads the floor so much, opens things up for other players. And really, since Joe has been back, Desi Sills has been incredible. I mean, he's played his best, uh, I would say his best three-game stretch, now his best four-game, and now his best five-game stretch as a Razorback. He's been pretty solid. <laughs> and his threes are falling. I mean, this is a guy that missed like, what did his first 26 threes on the, on the season? Got whatever that was figured out and now knocking down three pointers like he's supposed to. Desi has a lot of heart. Adrio has a lot of heart, another senior who didn't play a whole lot. And, you know, I kind of, I like that in the sense that, you know, he doesn't make it all about, what's up? He doesn't make it all about, you know, this is senior day, I'm gonna start all the seniors on the roster. I mean, Gene Talsilla, and Jamario Bell didn't even play. <laughs> they didn't even play in the game. And it, not that it's not important for them to get in there, but I mean, he held senior day ceremonies after the game. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Your mom, your girlfriend coming down to the court, you're getting, you know, handing your mom flowers, you're getting your jersey, Eric Musselman's standing there smiling and taking your picture, because that was the scene afterwards. <laughs> I mean, if they lose that game, they still got to go through the ceremonies. Everybody's come into town. I just thought that was interesting, you know? Maybe a little bit of extra motivation. Maybe that's something that they should always do on senior day instead of having stuff before, have it afterwards. Hey, if you want to enjoy this senior day at the end, you know, damn sure can't lose this game. So what else we got? They led by double digits from the 7.02 mark of the first half until about 2.03 left. And then they just started whittling it down, got it all the way down to seven. A&M won at Auburn tonight, at Auburn. That's incredibly tough to do. It's not gonna be an easy game in College Station on Saturday, not by any stretch. But if Arkansas can win that one, if they can get two in the SEC tournament, and they're probably, they'll, you know, if they win, I think the way it'll work out, again, a lot, I guess, it depends on this Missouri game against Ole Miss, but they were losing last I saw. But if that happens, then Arkansas is in control of its own destiny as far as getting that first round by, right? The battery's about to die. As far as getting that first round by, they're, they're you know, it's in their own hands. And so win these next two games, get two games in the SEC tournament, and I think they're absolutely in. Now, if they lose this game Saturday and they still win two in the SEC tournament, I think we're talking maybe a little more 50-50 that they're in. If they win these two games, this next game, I should say, and drop the first game in the SEC tournament, I think that there's a really strong chance that they're gonna miss it. It's just never a good look. I think, I believe it was Ole Miss last year who put together a pretty solid resume. You thought they were in and they dropped that first game in the SEC tournament and that was the last we heard of them. So you never want that look. You know, you want to build a good resume, but you can't go into tournament play and just lay an egg. So win this next one, win two in the tournament, and I think they're in the NCAAs. So 
What else we got? I talked about free throw shooting. They got to be better at free throw shooting. Turnover battle, they won 10 to 5. It was like pretty late in the first half before Arkansas even turned the ball over, and that was my fault. It's not like they weren't ever going to turn the ball over, I guess. But right after I tweeted that Arkansas had turned the ball over, uh, Desi had the turnover. So what else we got going on? Spring football coming up pretty quick. I can keep talking until I get to my car. I've said about everything I can think of to say about basketball, but just to wrap it up, a really nice win at senior night. Thought it was a good crowd. Late arriving crowd, as you'd expect for a six o'clock game, but a really good crowd. And they, they were definitely entertained. The game just felt like it was never gonna end there at the end because of the free throws and LSU trying to foul and get back in it. So spring football starting March 16th. Pro day is in a week, Wednesday. So you'll have Arkansas Pro Day, some of the guys that didn't participate in the NFL Combine, along with guys who did participate in the NFL Combine, you know, doing things that they probably didn't do at the Combine. McTelvin and Curl, I think, uh, uh, skipped out on a lot of events, and a lot of times they'll just kind of focus on those things for, for the local Pro Day. But uh, I'm interested to see what the schedule's like. I'm really hoping, more than anything, you know, beyond just like getting 20 minutes of practice, in the first 20 minutes. I mean, that's that's good and everything, but some scrimmage action. I mean, we we have barely watched Arkansas scrimmage the last two years, and as a media person, that has never happened before. I mean, we get the red-white game. We've gotten two red-white games and a little bit of action here and there, like literally like 15 minutes of scrimmage work that we've been able to see under Chad Morris. I mean, it's the, the least amount of scrimmage work that we have ever seen. And I've been doing this for 17 years. This month, by the way, this month, this is my 17-year anniversary with hogsforce.com. 17 years ago, I met Will Woods, who is hiring for rivals at a hotel bar in North Little Rock. And I remember, I'll never forget after I was interviewing, he's like, I'm just talking to the newest the newest writer at Rivals.com, and 17 years later, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy to think about. We've been the market-leading site for a long time now, and this past couple years, since we've been with 24-7, almost two years now, I mean, it has been incredible, the amount of traffic and the amount of just eyeballs that we're in front of, and I mean, I don't know that we're really doing anything that much different. Maybe the analytics are a little bit better, and we know what people like, but I just really think that we've been put out in so many more, in front of so many more people, thanks to CBS and, and all that stuff. It's just been a really, really great run. So 17 years, crazy. Anyway, I think we pretty much discussed everything. I'm at my car now, so I'm gonna wrap it up. I wanna thank everybody for joining me. Haven't done a walk and talk in a while, but I thought it was fitting after senior night. Uh, to go ahead and do one. So thanks for joining me. I'll do the show tomorrow, by the way. We'll do the show. So we've still got uh, Hogsports Live tomorrow, so be waiting for that. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and I'll catch you next time. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.